Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Drunken Whalers, the show where we get drunk and talk about Dishonored. Um, I'm Sarah, and I'm joined by Claire. Hi, everyone. I'm most of the way done with my cider. Yes. This is a continuation of last episode. It's our, uh, it's our we are not done talking about it, even though we finished the game episode. <laughs> It's the we. It's the Claire and Sarah will talk about Dishonored for hours on end with <laughs> zero provocation, and that's why they made this podcast episode. Pretty much. So yeah. So don't listen to this episode if you don't want some spoilers, and or you haven't finished listening or watching or playing Dishonored. Yeah. Um. Or yeah, Dishonored, Dishonored Two. I don't know if we have anything to say about Death of the Outsider, but I I often have things to say about Death of the Outsider, so. Yeah, I don't know. I think our so our, our next game is the Knife of Dunwall, um, in which we play as Dowd, killer of the Empress. I'm obviously excited for it for two <laughs> reasons. First of all, I fucking love Dowd, and second of all, I've only played the DLCs once, um, and I've played I played Dishonored one like a shit ton of times, so it was way more familiar. Like I knew all I needed to do to go explore, so uh, it's gonna be a fun one next time. Uh, it'll be good, and we're we're switching chaos levels at least for knife, knife of Dunwall, right? Yes, yeah. I'm gonna be doing um, high chaos and murdering people. Sarah's gonna not murder people. <laughs> I'm I'm going to for once not kill anyone, which will be interesting because I I have only played I had only played Dishonored one time. I I probably like picked it at a couple times, but I never played it through t- through entirely twice. Um, and I had I've only played Knife of Dunwall and Bring More Witches. Um in High Chaos, because I actually played them High Chaos the first time, because the first mission was so hard that I ma- that I fucked up and, ma- and accidentally completed it in High Chaos, and so I just decided to play the whole game in High Chaos. Uh, so I've never played ho- I've never played this bit Low Chaos before. <laughs> it's gonna be really Ugh. fun and interesting. The only thing I remember about the Knife of Dunwall is it allows you to do, like, a lot more exploring in the really mundane areas of Dunwall, so I'm excited. Yeah, but, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very much, like, the gangs and also just, like, the, like, normal-ass people and not the weird nobles. <laughs> yeah. I know. And also, Dowd's just such a, Dowd's such a motherfucker. And, like, so Corvo is an entirely silent protagonist in, in Dishonored 1. Dowd is anything but a silent protagonist. <laughs> this motherfucker loves to talk. Um, he loves the sound of his own goddamn voice. He does. I, got, I swear to God. Um, but so he, like, does monologues. Um... It's, you know, he, like, talks to the whalers, you know, he actually interacts with the NPCs and, like, not just in dialogue options, he actually says things to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, whatever you've done in Dishonored 1 doesn't affect the DLC. You can play at low chaos or high chaos, and it doesn't affect you at all. Um, which is, I guess, right. kind of, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And it's, like, it's it takes place... Concur- partially concurrently, yeah, it takes place concurrently with, like, the second yeah. half of, well, no, it, it basically takes place concurrently with part of Dishonored 1. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's hard to figure out timeline-wise, but... the timeline of Dishonored's bullshit, but some of it <laughs> takes place before Corvo, some of it takes place, I think, before Corvo gets out of prison? I think so. Yeah, that's I don't know. My guess, but like I again, it's been so long since I played this. I genuinely don't remember. Yeah, basically the whole thing takes place before the flooded district. Let's just say. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. Um, 
Because um, it does. I have a, so for I have a question for you about the ending of Dishonored. Do you like the canon ending um, of Dishonored? Uh, I mean... Like I, so I said this in the previous episode, I find it very anticlimactic. But I like I find I found the ending of this game anticlimactic. I find the ending of every single Dishonored game kind of anticlimactic. Um, I actually, I, well, Death of the Outsiders, okay. Um, and I find like I feel similarly about Prey, um, which Claire and I can't talk about because Claire hasn't finished Prey. Yes, um, I haven't. <laughs> but so, and, but that's just like a style thing. Like these games are that's just the style of game, and I'm I genuinely am just used to a different style of game. Um, yeah. I think I for mean, me, like, the canon, like, low-chaos ending, yeah. it wraps up so neatly in a way that is impossible. Like, you have literally put a child on the, on throne. the throne. And, like, she like, doesn't have, like, a regent or anything. Like, technically she has Corvo advising her, but, like, frankly, I don't think that Corvo is, like, good at politics. Like, I think what we know of him, I don't think he would be good at it. He's essentially a, a bodyguard, like, a very trusted bodyguard. And I think, like, we found some books throughout the series that say that, like, it's a really, like, prestigious position, that the bodyguard, like, has the Empress's ear, but, like, I don't think it was ever a position meant to, like, this seriously, like, influence the Empress. Like, I think it was generally, like, bodyguard, and if they can or want to, they can talk about politics. I imagine that Corvo probably had, like, a lot to do with, like, the dealings of like, the watch guard and this, like, the city council. So, yeah. like, you know, probably he would know fairly well, like, what's going on in the city. But I don't think that's, like, a solid, like, this is what you politically should do as opposed to this is what's happening, you make the policy for it. Yeah. And, like, and so, like, he, like, at the beginning of the game, like, he got sent off to, like, try to do that, like, mission to, like, basically to, like, get the other islands to help. And, like, he was he failed at that. Like he couldn't even get Circonos to help. And like that's where like he's from there. <laughs> I know. It is like it's I do you feel that this game was like it it feels to me very much like this was a standalone game, which I don't really think is true. I don't know like how they did it, but like based on Dishonored 2, in which Circonos takes is like the main um like scenery, Setting. it feels it feels weird that, like, Corvo would go away and have, like, this weird political sway and then come back and have everything tied up really neatly at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, honestly, I, I have no idea. I assume, like, I assume they knew that they were going to make these, or at least had a plan for the, like, the DLC because they fit right. very neatly into Dishonored 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and they also... Like, I, like, one of the central antagonists of Knife of Dunwall is a woman named Delilah, who is the main antagonist of Dishonored 2. Yeah. Um, and I, I do wonder if, they when they created her, if they knew that she was gonna be, um... The like, Dishonored 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, really hard to tell, and I, my guess would be no, purely because I think they would have included in the ending, like, some inkling that things weren't going to be okay in Dishonored 2. Because, like, spoilers for Dishonored 2, but, like, in the beginning, Emily is, what, 25? Not great. And she's not a great empress. Like, and, like, because it's, like, it's an interesting through line for that game where it's, like, her dis- like her realizing she was doing a bad job and that she didn't care enough about it. Um, yeah. And it's, like, that seems something that would be very, like, that seems like a very natural um like, feeling and, like, storyline for someone who's been on a throne since she 
was 12. Like, that seems Um, very... Yeah, like, that just seems, like, really natural, so... As opposed to the one, the version where it's, like, she actually was great, and the plague got cured, and, first of all, even if the plague got cured, so many people fucking died. Like, the city's a wreck right now. The city is a wreck, like, several of the districts are fucking flooded, um, so it's, yeah, like, a third of the city is dead, so even to say that, like, she brought about a great age of, like, enlightenment um is just too much for a 12 year old hey it's fine maybe the outsider is just fucking lying um i mean yeah maybe uh i also so i was i was thinking about this at the end of last episode i think it's very um so this is like spoilers for knife of dunwall and brigmore witches which is the like extra dlc after knife of dunwall but basically um sorry to to just spoil the entire plot of that game um basically (laughs) delilah Delilah has this big plan um, where she wants to, like, astral project herself into Emily's head and take over her body and, like, become her. I really enjoy how you um, explain that because I would have just said possessed. Okay, possessed would be, yeah. Possessed, especially considering possession is a thing you could do in this game. Yeah. You're right, that's the better word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so basically that's her plan and... Basically, Dowd, so the end of, um, I guess, so I guess, I guess the Brigmore Witches, the end of Brigmore Witches is Dowd, is Dowd and Corvo's fight, right? Yes. It, it's like, it rely like, having this good ending basically relies on Dowd also, like, having a good ending and, like, actually succeeding in, like, saving Emily, because if he fails in doing that, uh, like, she's just She gets possessed. Like... I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's like interesting to like think about the possibility of like this ending being like oh, and also like this person who's like putting this on Corvo's grave is actually just fucking Delilah. That is actually a super interesting thing to think about in the terms of like if I didn't know who Delilah is as an antagonist, um, wouldn't I do? Like she is not a great empress either. But like it is interesting if you were like, yeah, the reason this child empress did so well is she was possessed by an adult. That would be interesting. Yeah. Like, and I mean- <laughs> it's fucked up and horrible, but it, like, it becomes, I guess, way more realistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, Not Delilah including- basically wants to just, like, let the rich, I mean, well, let the witches run out of everything, honestly. But yeah, it's like, Delilah's not a good person, would not be a good empress. Um, technically, she, I mean, again, spoilers for... Spoilers for Dishonored 2. She kind of also, she kind of has about as much claim to the throne as Emily does, really. Um, since she is, yeah. uh, uh, just means half-sister. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it, I think it wraps up too neatly. I, I, I definitely, I, it's like, cause this is the first time I was playing High Chaos, um, it's, I kind of like, I mean, the High Chaos last mission is like, depressing as hell. I kind of liked it better. Um, it seems way like, more fun. <laughs> like, there's more stuff to do, because you get to go talk to Havlock and, or, or to, um, Martin and Pendleton. Um, and, like, you get to cut, and, like, you see them fighting, and it's, like, the stuff with Samuel breaks my heart, but it's, like, it's, like, because I wasn't expecting, I knew some things about this mission, but I was not expecting him to pull out a gun and, like, alert all the guards. I was, like, so betrayed. I was, like, god damn it. <laughs> um, and, like, I found, I found the final confrontation between, like, Havlock and Emily, like, super interesting. Like, I thought all that dialogue was really interesting, which is why I insisted on reading all of it. Um, and, like, I, it's, like, it feels to me more, like, it's, like, about something in, in a way. Because it's, like, the, the final mission of, like, 
the final mission in Locaos is just like, oh, you saved your daughter, but like, what what is any of this really about? Um, but in like right. Chaos, it's like, well, this is a story about how even like it's like a Power typical corrupts, story where basically. it's like, oh, you have to you have to be an assassin and kill these people, and it's like a lot of video games are like that. But it's like actually, if you even if like it just like killing these people, like like you, it's I don't know if necessarily the non lethal options are really better, but it's like if you just went around killing people, it's like no, actually, like you're a bad person. You've done bad things. Like you have made the world worse. Right. Yeah, no, I do, and that's, like, one of the things I love so much about Dishonored, um, is that it does that, and, like, it does, I think, have a really, like, even mix between, like, wow, I don't know if non-lethal was the best way to go, but, like, some of them, like, when you pretty much, like, play the Lord Regent's diary to the entire city, and he confesses, like, that's fucking excellent. Like, that's yeah. an excellent non-lethal option. And it's, Whereas, yeah, like, it's like, so satisfying. And because it's, like, even, you can, you can have a low chaos game where you picked all the lethal options, even, if you just, like, if you didn't kill the random guards who, like, are part of a horrible institution, but, like, in another life, like, they worked for you, you know? That is such a good point. Yeah, you're right. In another, like, six months ago, Corva was a cop. Like, yeah, six months ago, Corva was these guys' boss. That is really interesting, yeah. So, it, it, it's like, and, like, obviously if you kill civilians, it's like, you're a fucking bastard. Um, like, it's a video game, so whatever. But it's like, obviously that's a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I see your point. It's like, if you do the high chaos option, you get this high chaos ending, it becomes more of, like, a concrete story about how actions have consequences, and, like, when you think about all that's going on... Like, you get how, you know, they would be in this fight because of, like, their power struggle. Yeah, and, and it's just, like, and it's kind of, like, it's, like, this continued power struggle where it's, like, like, you're trying to get Emily back to, like, to, you know, to save her, but also it's, like, you've clearly done a shit job raising her and will continue to do so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, like, in the low-cast ending, like, I remember being, like, incredibly shocked when I found out that um, Havelock had poisoned Tegan Pendleton, and I think that has power, but, like, the rest yeah. of it just, it really becomes less of a story about, like, the struggle and trials of, like, this empire that's falling because of, like, you know, power struggles, and becomes more about you need to save a child. Yeah. Which is, like, still a powerful story, but is really weird in this story. Yeah, and it's like that. It's it's just like a story where it's like, oh, your wife got fridged, and now you have to save your daughter, uh, which which at heart is what Dishonored is about, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, uh, there's just like this game has so much like inherently, there's so much in the world building in this game that it feels like a loss to lose that in the last mission. Mm-hmm. I think is what yeah, it all I just, amounts I really, to. Yeah, I just really, like, like that the final line that Hadlock will say to you before he fucking careens off the side of the lighthouse, um, <laughs> where he's, like, he, he basically says, like, oh, did you want to get your honor back? Because it's, like, kind of it, the implicit thing about this game is that's what it's about, because it's fucking called Dishonored. Um, that's a good point. And, but, he's, but he's, like, oh, you wanted to save, you wanted to save the lady. Well, that's not you. That's not who you've shown yourself to be. Um, oh, that's, that's good as hell. That is so interesting. Right. And especially, like, in conjunction with Dowd's story, in which he does yes, very, yes. very dishonorable things, and then, like, canonically stops doing that and leads a different life, it becomes really yeah. interesting. Like, it's a very interesting game about, like, 
your life, your choices, who you used to be and what your choices have made you now. And so yeah. like that's also a really neat thing that this game does. Yeah, no, that's like that's the continue like that's the like I I think the most interesting like continuing through line of Dishonored with like every of all like, you know, four protagonists that you can play throughout the games is it's like for every person it's like like they're it, it's like yeah, it's it's like they're very much games about like becoming a different person and like if you can like overcome your past. Um, right. And what and like if they're if, like and if you if people can change basically. Um which is which I is, guess maybe why spoilers for Death of the Outsider Dowd's role in that game is maybe kind of negates his character arc completely. Yeah. Yes. I really agree. Like I think it's a great game, but also makes zero sense. I think I think it I it's inter- it bas- it's kind of I I I it basically it turns Dowd's character arc into a tragedy. Um, because oh, it turns him into a person who tried to change and couldn't. Right. I agree with that. And I wish that Death of the Outsider had shown that more. And it's such a short game. So yeah, it's, so, it's, Dowd, like, barely appears, but, like, has plays a very pivotal role, so he kind of gets the yeah. shaft. Yeah, so, like, I think that's why I feel, like, cheated by that game. Is Like, it had the potential to either make Dowd's story into that really horrible tragedy that's, like, he could not move on from his past, even though he tried, but it doesn't lean into it enough. Yeah, because um, it's just like a 15-year time skip, and it's like, oh, surely he's, like, learn like, because at the end, at the end of Never More Witches, it's like, okay, he's, like, not gonna kill people anymore, and he also, like, has accepted that, like, he made those mistakes, and then in Death of the Outsider, he's like, fuck you, Outsider, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, Right. And I think it would have been really interesting because Billy Lurk's role is also kind of the same. Like, yeah, in both these games, it's like she also has done a lot of really bad things. Yes. And has tried to move forward. So like in Death of the Outsider, it makes it more meaningful if she like doesn't kill anyone and Dowd was unable to move past. Yeah. And that, um, that is the reason why Death of the Outsider should have had a fucking low chaos, high chaos barometer. See, see that, that the, what you just said has now convinced, like, I, I was basically mad about it, but now you convinced me that you're right, it should have had <laughs> chaos. Because, um, I mean, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it has basically the one choice at the end, and that's it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, because it's like, that, like, what I like, I, like, I love Death of the Outsider, it is by no, it has its problems. Um. But, like, I love it just because it's, like, because it's, it's, like, Billy Lurk's redemption story. Because it's, like, her, like, Dowd saved her once, and it's her turning around. Like, if you, like, the canon, like, canon being that you saved the outsider, like, it's her turning around and extending that same mercy to him. And, like, the game does a lot to draw really distinct parallels between her and the outsider and saying, like, these are both people who've been treated badly by the world, and have turned around and been cruel to the world in return, but, like, they can, like, break that cycle. Um, right. And that's, like, a, and that's, like, a really meaningful story to me. But also, like, all the shit with Dowd is fucked up. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and, like, again, if you pair that, like, against Dowd, who I believe was, like, kidnapped when he was a teenager, and then went through, like, this life of assassinry, it's, like, you can see how, like, the world being cruel played a pivotal factor in him doing that. And he could have broken away from that and chosen to do something else, but he didn't. Yeah. And so, again, it makes it so much more meaningful when he was merciful to Billy 
and then she turns around and is merciful to the outsider. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's so good. I love that shit. Yeah, um, it's really good. Yeah. That, that, see, those are, those, are the th- those are the themes that I find very interesting about Dishonored. Um, also, <laughs> I will, I will say, it's like, all that said, it is just thinking about Dowd being this shitty old man who cannot let his past go and, like, cannot deal with, like, accepting blame for his actions and deciding that Whale Twink Satan is, like, the like, <laughs> arbiter of all his problems is very funny. No, it's It's not necessarily so a great story, funny. but it's very funny. It is really um, funny. Like, and there are a lot of good memes about it. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's so funny. Like, I truly, like, I say this as someone who loves Dowd. It's fucking hysterical. Like... It truly brought so much joy to my life to play that game to watch him be so stupid. I know. He's so sad. His voice yeah. actor is very good, too. That's true. Uh, Man, we really can't just, uh, like, continue. Like we, we meandered off of whatever we were talking about. I think we talked about the ending, and then we got super into spoilers. <laughs> so sidetracked and spoiled everything about every other game. Um, I'll make sure to put it in the little... I'll put a big spoiler. I'll put, I'll put a big spoiler warning on the Twitter thing for this. Good. Yeah. It is like a, um, I don't know. This is also I think why it feels so fucking shitty that the game is so fucking awful with regards to women. Like, yeah, it's fucking the worst. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. Whatever. It's a video game, and video games inherently, generally, fucking suck. Video games, video games inherently suck. It's like it slowly starts getting better, better with every game after this, mm-hmm. um, until eventually you get to play as Billy Lurk. Um, right, which is obviously like, fucking excellent. Which is excellent because she's my wife, uh, and she's voiced by Rosaria Dawson in later games, and I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, not in Dishonored, or not in Knife of Dunwall uh, and Rigor Wishes, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's like, yeah, because it's like, there's just like no, fe- like barely any female NPCs in this game. Like, like even, it was so striking to me when I started playing Dishonored 2 because there are female guards in Dishonored 2. Yeah, um, and they're which almost is incredibly always, striking because there are none in Dishonored 1. Yeah, there's none in Dishonored 1. And even more striking is they are almost always like the level of guard that's like an elite guard, which means they're the best guards. Yeah, and they like, and they have, they have really good like barks. Like they say some like wild shit to you. I kind of love it. Yeah. So yeah, so like there's, and it is really, like, playing Dishonored 2, there's just so many more, like, female NPCs everywhere. Yeah. Like, they're in the lower districts, they're working on whaling ships, like, they run the black markets. They're literally everywhere in a way that Dishonored 1 straight up did not do. Like, yeah. in Dishonored 1, the only female NPCs you can see are Jessamine, Emily, like, three servants, um, and, like, and prostitutes. Uh, no, I'm so sorry. You also forgot women who are about to be killed by the guards unless you save them. <laughs> that too. Yeah, there's like, there's one witch. Like, there's that one, there's that one witch NPC, but she, you just have to save her and her brother. Yeah, and there's also like cool. Granny Rags. And that's... Oh, and Granny Rags. <laughs> Susan <Yeah>. Sarandon. <laughs> How do we forget? It's like only three of those are worth anything to the game. And only one of them is like, an actual interesting NPC to interact with because Jessamine dies almost immediately and Emily really is only there to, like, serve as a plot device and, like, a barometer of how evil you're being. Yeah. And, and yeah, because it's, like, a like if you just, like, di- like, like, if you just still dishonor down to, like, the barest bones of the story, it's a story about a man whose wife, whose lover dies 
and how he has to save his, like, it's the plot of Taken, you know? Like, it's like... <laughs> I'm going to send you a tweet in a minute that is exactly like that, but... <laughs> but it, it is. It, yeah, it's, it's just, like, very classic, like, oh, we, like, made this female character just so we could kill her off to make Corvo sad about it. And, like, it's sometimes effective at making me sad, but I always feel mad about yeah. it. I'm really bad about it, especially because, like, for this game, it's incredibly effective with regards to world building. But I'm still furious that they did it. I know. It's like, because it's like, I, it, it, they do so little, like, writing of Jessamine's personality, and yet still when you get, you when you find that audiograph where she's, like, talking to Emily, I'm, like, crying about it. It's like, I resent this. Yeah, like, literally, again, the only thing you know about her is that she and Corvo were dating, she loves her daughter, and she did not hate poor people. Which are, like, like all cool. great things, but, like, does not make a character. <laughs> those, those are all certainly things I look for in a woman, but... Yes! <laughs> and it's sad, because, like, they do so much world building and characterization within, like, the notes you can find mm-hmm. throughout the entire game, and they don't do that here. Like, yeah. it could have been, like, not that they should have, like, con- had her still stay, like, killed off. Like, I wish there was a way that they could have done this without fridging her. But, like, there could have been a way for, like, you to find notes about how, like, someone is really, really sad that the Empress is dead or, like, they wished, like, they could visit her grave, but it's in the gazebo, not meant for the public. Or, like, little ways to characterize it that would have made it feel more, not realistic, but, like, less pointless. Yeah, and, like, they could have done, like, posthumous, like, characterization of Jessamine, like, 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 it's, like, you find, you, like, you read, like, 15 entries of Havelock's journal. It's, like, you could have found, like, Jessamine's journal and found, like, entries where she talked about, like, stuff other, like, even stuff, like, other than Emily. Like, I know, like, zero and non-Emily-related things about her. Right. Yeah, like, it would have been nice if you could have, like, find audiographs or, like, even if Sokolov have t- had talked about her. Because, like, Sokolov knows her. Like, he was just chilling in her gazebo painting, so... Yeah. Like, there's so many characters that could have given background, and even if, like, they were mean and bitter about it, like, there is a way to write it so that you can see, oh, yeah, Lord, like, the Lord Regent Burroughs is talking shit about her, but we know he's a shitty character, so we can read between the lines and understand more about her. Yeah. And they just Arcane, didn't... please take our calls. <laughs> yeah. Arcane, please come on this podcast. <laughs> Harvey Smith, can we interview you? Yeah. And that's also why it makes me, like, not grateful, because I refuse to be grateful about this, (laughs) but, like, it's rejuvenating to know that they, like, retconned and felt bad about the Lady Boyle stuff. There's another NPC we forgot. We forgot the three-hole Lady Boyle. Oh, yeah, the three-hole Lady Boyle is one of which you could send off with her weirdo stalker. Good job. So, like, it Um, makes, like, I'm happy that they read yes i i'm I'm glad that they were like oh that was a bad idea (laughs) like i'm proud of you guys for learning you shouldn't have done it in the first place but fine yeah yeah and it's like like, i I think like i appreciate this is something they clearly i like i think it's pretty clear they like got criticism on this and they were like let's try to be better and like actually have women characters and it's like i do appreciate that it would have been better if you'd had them from the beginning yeah but like i do think it like it definitely pays off like you can very much see in dishonor too how much it changes. You just get yeah. so many more characters that are like, you don't need like fully completely fleshed out characters, but like you get a lot about the loyalists and their motivations for characters. You don't really interact with that often. And also hate. 
And also hate. And Dishonored 2 has a lot more characters like that. Like you get Billy, um, you get like several of the characters like that you were trying to kill in the missions are yeah. like female NPCs. Yeah, and Brianna Ashworth. Yeah. Um, and, and like and you can play as Emily and like it's Emily's root is canon. Like it's canon that Emily is the protagonist of Dishonored 2. Right. And it's really and it's yeah, it's really so nice to see that they did get all that criticism and say, Yeah, let's do better. Yeah. Like you still suck for doing this. <laughs> but I'll take what I can get. But thanks. And like I think it pays <laughs> off because Dishonor 2 is a really incredible game. Like I would say it's easily like one of my top ten games. I play it so frequently. Like it really does pay off that when you think women might be people. Your yeah, games I mean, are good. Yeah, it's like like Dishonored Two is like, but it's like I I like I love Dishonored One. Dishonored Two is like a better game. Like it has better levels and like more interesting characterization and like interesting stuff. And like Delilah is a fucking incredible villain. Right. I also really I thank you guys for Delilah. I oh, love her. So she's a much. lesbian icon. I love her so much. She's a lesbian icon. Like they really did think. Hmm. Not enough women ultimate lesbian icon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess, like, basically, it's like, every female character in Dishonored 2 is a fucking lesbian. Um, that's, that's so true. High take. I mean, Billy, that's not Billy's a high bisexual. Take. That's true. Emily's definitely lesbian. Delilah's a lesbian. All the witches are lesbians. It's amazing. Yeah. And also because, like, Dishonored 2 has so many more female characters, it doesn't feel like a fucking cop-out to say oh, yeah, the big bad antagonist this time is a woman who wants power. Yeah, because it's like, well, I mean, everyone else, like, well, because it's like, if you're playing as Emily, it's like the two, like, the the duo that's doing everything is Emily and Billy. Exactly, yeah. It's like Emily and Billy, and then, like, you do get help from other female NPCs, like, yeah, all throughout the game if you're doing, like, a low-chaos route. So, like, it feels just way more substantial, that even though there's, like, still yeah. a shit ton of dudes, like, it feels like a female-run game. Yep. Yep. Also, I'm so excited for Lizzie Stride, my dear wife. Oh my god, I love Lizzie Stride. <laughs> Lizzie Stride shows up in- which one does she show up in? Like, Nice and Dunwall? I think she's in Brigmore Witches, because it's after the attack on the, uh, because they need to get the ship to go to the, man- the witch manor place. Yes, you're so right. She shows up in Brigmore Witches. She's the love of our lives. <laughs> She's so scary. I, w- I was re-listening to her, some of her dialogue today for fanfic reasons, and she's fucking terrifying. I love her. I don't know. Can you think about anything else about Dishonored? One, theoretically, that we should say. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. We just started talking about, again, we started talking about every other game. Um, let's see. Dishonored 1. Yeah, just, I, I think, like, Cor- Corvo, well, we'll probably get into this more, but it's like Corvo and Dowd are super interesting as foils, which you get kind of more of in... Knife of Dunwall, because, like, Dowd is, like, very aware of Corvo's existence in a way that Corvo is not as aware of Dowd in his right. own playthrough. Yeah. And also, you get to actually know about- you get to, like, hear Dowd's, like, inner life, whereas, like, you never knew what Corvo was thinking about anything. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think- I mean, Oh, and the Outsider's whole, gonna yell at him. Oh, it's true. I mean, on the whole, I give Dishonored, what, like, I'm gonna go with a 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> Um, I can't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not built to rate anything. Alright, 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> um, it was like, I think it's a really solid game. I think it's sold by its world building. Yeah, that's like, that's the interest. And it's like, 
the reason I like this style of game is because, like, you, I, I think you and I share this and that we're, like, nosy motherfuckers and we love I, just, like, yeah. going around looking at shit and reading people's mail. Um, That's true. <laughs> yeah. And, like, generally, I don't like games that have split endings. Like, generally, I just, I don't like it. It's too stressful. What do you mean I have to find that many endings? <laughs> there's um, only three. And this one, yeah, there's only three. And it's also very clear what you do to get them there. Like, you either yeah. don't kill people or you kill people. Like, it's simple enough. Yeah, it's um, like, let Emily fall off the lighthouse or don't. Like, there yeah, you go. Yeah, it's, it's really simple. And I usually don't like when it gets super, super complicated. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. like, I, I do like that there's, like, a, a clear canon path always. Like, because the, the next game in the series always establishes what was canon. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, like, the reason I know that it's canon that Emily played through Dishonored 2 is because it's made canon in Death of the Outsider. Right. Um, yeah. Which is nice. But, yeah. I don't know. Solid game. A+. I'm excited to get to the next one, and then we have to do the fucking novels and the, um... We don't have to. Like, no, we don't I, have to. I think we're I gonna, think but... I think we're gonna, and I think it's funny. I was laughing because I forgot... We also have to do the, um, the comics... Which oh, was, like, yeah, I, a really short, like, it was, like, four comics. And, like, they're, like, the little flimsy comics. They're not, like, full. It's not trade or anything. No. They're, like, really short, like, 30-page comics. Um, like, about Corvo and, like, a watch officer who he was keeping an eye on because she had, like, incredible skill. I'm interested in that. I've, I've never read the comics. I've heard about the uh, book again, but I've never read it. Um, so I've read the comics. And not the not the book. I don't remember the comics very well, but it's like it's really fucking wild. Well, I'm excited. I am I am, I am certainly curious. Yeah. Oh, and are, we gonna, are we going to talk about the tales of Dunwall? Oh shit! We should. I haven't watched them though. Yeah, me either. Well, we could, I, I I mean later. We can watch them later. Okay. Yes, you're right. Later we'll watch them. Um, they're like I assume they're not that long. Anyway. I think they're like ten minutes. Alright. Yeah. I don't know. I finished my cider, so if we don't have anything else to talk about besides all the things we fucking talked about. I know. It's like I feel like I, I <laughs> feel like I feel like I already like uh did all my Death of the Outsider feelings and I'm gonna have to come up with more Death of the Outsider feelings for when we get to that in a year. But I'm I sure know. I will be capable of doing that. That's um, it's gonna be a fun time. Maybe we'll have to like release this episode at a different time. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh at least some people listen to this who've Actually, I don't know. I don't know what our listener composition is, other than yeah. it includes my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Um, sorry about all this that you don't know about. Um, but yeah, I think we're good. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, they can find me at Surrealist Trees, and that's it. Um, our intro and outro music is Goose Beak Whale by Alps, and I will put a link in the description, along with all of her warnings about how spoilery this is. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lucky Dice Kirby. You can find the podcast at, on Twitter at Drunken Whalers. Please at me or the podcast about your opinions about Death of the Outsider. I'd love to talk about it. Um, you so your would. opinions about the Prey ending, because I can't talk about that with Claire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted playing Finish Dishonored. Finish the game, okay? <laughs> uh, I will. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs>